Psalm 121. Um, I'm going to read through this and, and yeah, f- follow along or, you know, if you don't need to follow along, if you, if you can, if you can take it in just by listening, just close your eyes. Um, and you know, what is, you know, what does the spirit actually want to say to you through this, through this, uh, through these verses? Um, you know, at the stop, at the top of my Psalm 21, it says a song of ascent. And it's like these, these Psalms were often, often used for people that were on journeys. And I think it's, how appropriate is it that we are on this journey of recovery? Um, you know, so I let's I'll start off by reading at verse one. And it says, I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My helps my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. And when, when I was reading that, this, this was a part of my devos this weekend. When I was reading that, it brought me back to like in early recovery this this last time I remember the first six months were were extremely difficult for me and you know the daytime it's like I managed to have some structure and and all this stuff and and to fill it and that was good but I remember the moment the nighttime came that's all of a sudden it's like have you ever been to the forest like have you ever gone camping and then it's like it's fun in the forest but then what happens when you go to sleep? All of a sudden, it's like, where did all these animal noises come from? And it's like the force that like, comes alive. Like, that's like that's what was happening to me. It's like, I, like everything, it's like I was busy and I was doing all these things. And it's like doing, doing what I thought I had to do. And then the moment nighttime came, it's like that's when the torment started. Like, that's when the voices, like everything is just going like crazy. And when I read this, I'm just like, I am so grateful when I get to read this to say, Indeed, or in verse three, he will not, he will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. And it's like that my God doesn't take time off that my God doesn't, you know, he is accessible all the time. And and I've been wondering, you know, I've been, I've been thinking about it this past week. Like, you know, when people, you know, they want to choose, you know, the group as their higher power. They want to choose the light bulb as their higher power. They want to choose the sun as their higher power. And I'm just like, part of me is just wondering, like, okay, cool, maybe maybe that's cool for you. But I'm like, well, what happens when you're in winter in Canada and you know the sun's only out for eight hours a day? You know, like, do do you not have your higher power for the rest of the time? Or what happens, you know, if the group is my higher power? And it's like, what do I do during COVID? You know, and maybe I live in a rural area, and maybe I li- I'm I'm I'm, I don't have internet and I, and I don't have the capacity or ability to go to meetings. Like, do, am I not connected to my higher power? And it's like that I need something with substance and I need something that is there at all times when I need it on call, leading me, directing me. And when things are, things when start getting tough and I start, that torment comes at night, I have something to call upon. And there's a story in, in first Kings and it talks about this prophet Elijah and Elijah is this prophet sent by God um, 
And he's bringing warning to the people of Israel. The people of Israel, they're led by this king called Ahab. And this king, he's basically, he's leading the people astray. He's leading the Jewish people astray. And it's like they no longer are following, you know, the Lord God, but they're following these other gods, Baal and, and, and other pagan gods. And there's no rain for three years at this point. And, you know, Elijah says it's going to rain. And then Ahab responds like, oh, you're, you're the troublemaker that I've been hearing about. And, and Elijah's like, no, you're, you're the troublemaker who's, who's leading these people away from God. And Elijah's like, how, how, how about this? How about we have a little showdown? You know, bring your crew and let's do this. And he's like, let's go up to Mount Carmel. And he's like, let's just go up there and see what happens. So they go up there and Elijah goes up by himself and then uh, Ahab, he brings 450 prophets of his, of, of his God Baal. And then, and then he has 400 prophets of his wife's God. And Elijah's like, listen, let's just both build an altar. You know, you build an altar, I'll build an altar and, you know, we'll lay the wood down, we'll lay the meat down and we'll see whose God will light this, light the altar on fire. You know, that we're not, like, we're not going to light it. We'll, we'll see whose God is more powerful to do that. So he lets Ahab's prophets go, and they build the altar. They put the wood on, they put the meat on, and they start praying, and they start chanting, they start singing, they start doing all this stuff, and nothing is happening. And Elijah is just sitting off in the distance, like, just, I'm just, I, I just, I, I picture where he's just, like, snickering. And he starts mocking them a little bit, being like, like, what is what is your God? Is Baal on vacation right now? Like, is, is he traveling somewhere or is he busy with someone else? Or, oh, wait, may, maybe this is it. Maybe your God is sleeping. So you better wake your God. Pray louder because he can't hear you. And they pray louder and they pray louder. And nothing happens. So then Elijah goes up and Elijah builds his altar. And he puts the wood down and he puts the meat down and he takes these buckets of water and he dumps it all over the altar. So the stones are soaking wet. The wood is drenched. The meat is soaking wet. And he prays to God and he's just like, God, like, will you, will you light this? Will you light this altar right now? That this can be a sign to the people to show that you're the one true God. And in a moment, the altar is lit and the altar goes up in flames and I just think that it's like, you know, I don't need to have, I don't need to have all this stuff figured out. You know, I don't need to have, you know, this conception of God figured out, you know, before I believe. I know for myself, I want to believe in a God that's going to be there, that is accessible at all times, that, that no one can take away, no matter what happens around me, no matter what happens with COVID, no matter what happens with my kid in or out of school or what whatever happens with the weather, that is like, I always have access to a higher power that I always have access to God, you know, and, and do I just have, you know, what does the big book say? It's like that all we need is just a willingness to believe, you know, do I have a willingness just to step forward and believe in God, that God can do something. Am I willing to actually start laying aside some of the prejudices I, prejudices I have? And I know, you know, I don't know, you know, what your, what your upbringings are, but I know for me, like growing up in the church, it's like I have, I have a ton of prejudices about what I think God is or isn't or what God does or doesn't. Am I actually willing to lay that aside? For someone who is born in this, 
was raised in this. Can I lay that aside and just see what God wants to do? You know, am I willing to, to believe and see my life turned around? You know, because that's what, uh, hold on two seconds there. Um, that's what, uh, I lost my train. <laughs> Sorry. I lost my train of thought when I, I had to change my camera view for a second and, and I lost my train of thought. Um, where was I? What was my last word guys? Who was, who what was my last word? What did I say? Um, <laughs> am I willing to lay that aside? Am I willing to lay, am I will, thank you. Am I willing to lay my prejudice aside, you know, and not to have this all figured out, but actually, you know what? I believe that God can restore me to sanity. You know, I believe that God, that God can do for me what I can't. And I think that's my prayer for you guys, no matter where you are in the journey, is it's like, just that you'll continue to take off the sunglasses. Cause I know, you know, and maybe the sunglasses are already off, but I know I've worn sunglasses for so long. And, and even times I'll put them back on and, and old prejudices will come back as to how I, how I think things should happen or how I, how I think this is supposed to go. But am I willing to just believe in God? Am I willing to, going back to what we said, talked about on Sunday, like to ask, seek and knock? Can I make that first step? You know, and can I seek God in my prayer? Can I seek God in meditation? Can I seek God, you know, in, in my daily devotions? Can I seek God through the 12 steps? Can I seek God through the staff members at Jericho Road? You know, because when we do that, God's going to start revealing himself to you. God's going to start showing himself in different ways. And it might, like, it might look different for James, and it does Stephen, and it does Ryan, and it does Hunter, then it does Shane, then it does Wayne, or William, sorry. But it's like... It could look different for everyone else, but God will reveal himself to all of us as long as I keep pushing forward in that place. And what happens in there? You're all of a sudden going to get a new life. Like this is the God who healed people. That He sent his son to life and his son was healing people in the name of God, bringing people to life. This is his son that was killed on a cross and raised three days later. You're around people at the D-House, staff at the D-House that would you have recognized them several years ago in their using? Can you imagine where they are today? You know, my wife said to me the other day, she's like, I actually can't believe some of the stuff you're saying because it wasn't too long ago, you know, that she was forcing me to go to church. Like, it was like every Sunday, it was like kicking and screaming. I didn't want to go. And she's like, like, look, here I am at 9.30 or 9 o'clock in the morning and I'm doing a Devo. Like, this isn't, I never imagined this happening, you know, but when I start putting aside the prejudice in my life, the prejudice that I have towards God or towards religion, and I just open myself up to that, God's going to start revealing himself to me. And that's my prayer for you guys today. 